The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Isaac Shehebad In honor of his parents Jack and Marilyn Hashem Alehim Yichyu Amen Daf Mem Aleph Today's daf is being studied the Ilun Shmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Ilun Shmat Amenuhemech and Eftir Bikitsuri Amin Vishanim Mazal Bat Frida. Ruah Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Ilun Shmat Sarah Regina Bat Sarah Bat Regina Malka. This is uh, Sarin Katan, Alea Shalom. Ruah Hashem Tanihena, Began Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Fuash Shilema, Hacham Ovadia Yosef in Gurgia, Enna Refanado Betak Shear, Hode Amo Israel, Amen. We begin today's daf on Mem Amucheni, right on the bottom line, starting with the words Amarava. We learned in the last piece, we had a Mahloket. Uh, regarding uh, between Tanakama uh, and actually the Bimi'ir and Hakamin regarding the laws of Shemitah, Perot, let's say, of Shemitah and Ma'asir Sheni. Whereas the Bimi'ir says you're able to make a Hilul on animals, which means whether they're alive or whether they're already slaughtered, you could transfer the Kedushah of the Ma'asir Sheni. To the animals, mm-hmm. or the kedusha of the peroshviyit, to the animals, whether they were alive or slaughtered. Where is Hachamim came along and said no, only on slaughtered animals, not on but that. not on live animals. And we explained that the reason why they cannot do it on live animals is because by Ma'asir Sheni, the law is you have to give you Ma'asir, Ma'asrot in the right time. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to hold it right. by you. And worried if a guy's a live animal, he might end up putting it in his herd in order for it to reproduce. Mm-hmm. And therefore you have a problem. The Gabe Shivirit also we learned that you're not allowed to store your uh, the Kiddushah of Shivirit. It has to be eaten that year. It has to be used immediately. And therefore we're worried if he's going to transfer the Kiddushah to the animal so now the animal is going to put it in his stable, he's going to try to reproduce it, it's going to be a suit as well. So now on that mahloket, Rava comes along and explains, Amar Rava, mahloket bizkharim. The whole mahloket between the bimi'ir and hakamim is by male animals. Because male animals obviously don't reproduce. So the opinion of the hakamim is they make a gezerah. 
זכרים אטו נקבות. אוקיי? אבל בנקבות, אבל כמסטר פימל אנמוס, דברי הכל על שעותין מתחללין, על חיין אין מתחללין. כשאומר כמסטר לייב פימל אנמוס, אבריבר יגרי זה אקנאמיק חלוד. וואי? גזירה שמי יגדל מהן עדרים. The Kiddusha always will remain on the Pirot. It just makes the monies or whatever you're transferring as well, Kodesh. Uh, we had a Mahloket between Nabil Azar and Rabbi Yohanan. Nabi uh, Azar said that the only way you can transfer the Kiddusha from Shivirit is through a sale, through selling it. And he learned that from Simuchim, because when the Torah talked like Yovel, which is similar to Shemitah, right after that it says the Pasuk, When you sell. And therefore, when you sell something, so there were the monies that are uh, bought from the, when you sell Perot Shivirit, those monies become Kodesh as well. Whereas Rabbi Azar, sorry, Rabbi Yohanan, came along and said, no, not only through Memkar, selling, but also through Halul, which means you can take the money itself, you don't have to sell it, and transfer the Kiddushah to the Shivirit, to the money, and the money will become Kodesh as well. And he also had his uh, source, his source actually was the word Kodesh, because the Torah refers to the Yovel as Kodesh, and just like Kodesh, you're able to transfer Kiddushah from an animal to money without a sale, so therefore that's his source. So now the Gibbara says, Amar of Ashim. Rav Ashim is going back to that Mahloket Rabbi Al-Azhar Rabbi Yohanan is going to give us a little uh, interpretation. Amar of Ashim. Mahloket Bepri Rishon. The Mahloket is only discussing over here the first fruits, which means the Perot of Shivirit themselves. Which is in that case, Rabbi Al-Azhar said, you can only transfer the Kedushah from first fruits of Shivirit through a sale. Mm-hmm. However, Abal Bifrishini, but once already it's the second fruit, which means, let's say already you transferred the Kiddushah of Perot Shibirit onto different fruit, okay? A different foods, let's say, okay? That's considered Prishini. When it comes to Prishini, Ben Derech Mekah, Ben Derech then everybody agrees on the second fruits already it can be transferred, whether through a a sale or through Hilul. Okay? Rashi tells us, Prishini, Demeshivirit. Right? Prishini would be considered the monies. Which is once already you have the monies of Shivirit, that's considered second. Right? The Pirot of the first. You transfer it to the monies. Now, once you have these monies, whatever you can do subsequent to those monies, whether you sell it, or I mean, whether you use it as a purchase to buy more stuff, or use a regular Hilul, then the, everybody will agree, even Hilul, the monies, the Kiddushah will transfer from the monies to the uh, subsequent item. Ben Derech Mekah, Ben Derech Hilul. Oh, the Gibran says, wait. 
If you remember, when we were bringing a Braita to support Rabbi Al-Azhar's opinion. Right, Rabbi Al-Azhar's opinion was only through purchasing. So what was the Braita's case? The Braita's case was like this. Dakah Lakah. If you remember, the case was a guy had Perot Shivi'it. With the Perot Shivi'it, he went and he bought meat. Okay? So now we said the meat has kedusha. Mm. And then he took the meat and he went and he bought wine. Mm. So we said, well, the kedusha goes off the meat goes and that goes to the wine. And with the wine he bought oil. Right? So the point is, that's considered uh, always purchasing. Right? Like, kah, like, kah. It keeps on saying he bought, he bought. Now hold it. If you're telling me that once already it's the uh, second item, it could become Kodesh not only through a sale, it can come, to even, can come Kodesh even through a Hilul. So why did the Blaita say Lakah? Once already a second item, even through Hilul. That's what I was just explaining. So the Gibra says, You're right. Aidi de Tana Resha Lakah, Tana Name Sefa Lakah. So the Gibra says, It's Lav Dafka. So since already the first case right, was Lakah, so therefore, once it comes to the second items in a chinameh, it can be lakah or hilul. But since it started the brayta with the word lakah, so therefore the brayta also continued with the word lakah, even though the implication at the end of the brayta is, 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 is not correct, because really it can be lakah or hilul, but it's lav uh, dafka. Why we just picked an ID, the tari desha. Kibra says, okay, hold it. Now Ravina asks a question to Ravashir. Now here's the case. A guy's got a coin. It has the kiddusha of haluk. The guy wants to buy clothes with it. Now we know you cannot buy clothes. Because the Torah says you can only use the perot of shivya'it le'okhla to eat it. Now clothes obviously is for storage. Because clothes last... For a long time. The okhla is immediate uh, use. Eat it right away. So really you're not allowed to buy with the, pit, with the money of shivya'it clothes. So the Gemara is going to give an itzah. How you get around it? How you get around it? Kesad ya'aseh. What should he do? Yelech etzel chenvani haragil etzlo. Which means you go to a, a, a storekeeper. That's your friend. That'll do you a favor. Haragil etzlo. It takes care of you. Ve'omer lo. And you tell him the following deal. Teli besela. Perot. Do me a favor. I want to buy fruit from you. Okay? So he gives him the uh, selah. He gives him the selah. Okay? Now he buys the fruit. Now these fruit have the kiddushah now of? Shibiyat. Of course. Because it's transferred. The money is Kodesh. And now the fruit are also Kodesh. Okay? The money is, is, the, 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 is selah. Wait. The, the money is, is the money of uh, Shemitah. He sells it to the, to the, he buys with the money, perot. Now the perot have the kiddushah. Now, the hozer, now what does he do? The omer lo, he tells him, hare perot alalu, netunim necha bebatana. You know what? I'm giving you back the fruit. He gives the storekeeper back the fruit, I'm giving it to you as a matana. Now, the omer lo, and the storekeeper then tells him, Halicha Sela Azu Bimatana. And you know what? I'm giving you back the Sela as a Matana as well. You can take back your coin. Now, once he gets back his coin, the coin is Holim. Right? And 
and not a guy could buy whatever he wants. Nice. Let's read Rashi. Rashi says, "Hare perot alalu shemachatli sheayu shilchonin v'nichnesu leklushat shivayit netunim lecha b'matana." Now, ve'ochel otam b'shivayit. Now, uh, the storekeeper obviously has to now treat these perot b'shivayit. Vachin bani omelo v'arin otem lechasel acholin zeh sheyatzal lecholin b'matana. Which means I'm giving you the sale on that cholin. I'm giving it as a gift. Ubav lokeh meotos sale komashir tzev. I'm giving you a perot betorat shemirit. So that's the case. Now Rabbi is going to ask a question on that Hashem's rule. Vehacha de peri sheniu. Here we're talking about a sale. Sale is already considered the second item, not the perot. The perot already were transferred to the money, money right? Viketani, and how does it say to get it off? Derech mekah bin, derech Which is why did you have to go through this whole thing? Let the guy who wants to buy clothes with this money let him make the transfer in his house. Let him let him take his money, right? Let him take pirot. Let him transfer the kedushah the damim to the pirot, and now the damim will go to become holin. What did you have to give a case where he's got to go buy? Perot, Ella, you see what? That when it comes to even perot sheni, even when it comes to second items, the only way you can do it is through Mecca. You wanted to tell me when it comes to perot sheni, everybody holds you can even do it through Hilul. It's not so. You see the opinion over here that even though this is the perot sheni, this is the monies, still the only option to give it up was what? Through a purchase. So that I say your rule is wrong. That's the last question. Look at Rashi. Ve'ahacha. Rashi. Ve'ahacha de'hasela prishiniyu. Right? This money over here is considered prishini. De'meshivirit. De'ketani de'tzarik lelech etzir hanvani yolotziyon le'olin derek meka'omemkar. Alma, de'frishini na'meh, ikaman de'palik. There's a pretty good old argument. De'avis sagi be'derek hanu. Because if you tell me hanu is enough when it comes to prishini, lami yelech etzir hanvani. That's why I make the transfer home. So he changes his uh, his statements like this. That's where the Mahloket was. Dafka by Prishini. Do you say Dafka by Mekah or even Hilul? But by the actual perot uh, themselves, there everybody's going to say, but the perot can only use it derech mekach. So therefore, he changes it. Oh, so the Gemara says, hold it. Uh, now, obviously, you have to say, Rav Asher, not just reversing his opinion. Obviously, Rav Asher knew that there was a certain statement said regarding this Mahlokit. So originally, he thought it was this way. said this way. When they proved him wrong, okay, then the statement must have been said the other way. Rav Asher had a tradition that the Mahlokit was restricted to a certain right. case. Okay. Now the Gemara says, hold it. Be'ai diktani ehad shivi'it ve'ehad ma'asir sheni. So what are you talking about? We learned above in the Braita. We brought a Braita to support Rabbi Yohanan. Right? Rabbi Yohanan's <laughs> opinion was what? That you could do it either through Mecca or you could do it through Hilul. And what was his proof? We brought a Braita that you have Ma'asir Shini or you have Perot Shivi'it. Okay? You're able to transfer the Kiddushat, Hilul. Transfer to animals. Okay? You're able to make Hilul. Hold it. Perot Shivi'it, that's Piri, 
Rishon. You're telling me that of a shit that when it comes to pre-Rishon, everybody holds you got to do Mekah. But what do you mean? The whole Praita to support that a shit that Rabbi Yohanan was a case of Hilul by pre-Rishon. That's how he answered that. So the Gemara is already talking about my Shivayit, the Me Shivayit. When we said Shivayit in that Praita, you thought we're talking about the the, the fruit of Shivayit? No, we're talking about Prishani. We're talking about the monies of. Shiv'it, which means you had money of Shiv'it, was Prishani, or then already, that's the Mahalokin. The Yohanan will say you can make a Hilul. So the Gemara is going to prove, how do you know when it says Shiv'it, it means Demeh? So it says, Because if you're not going to say it like that, Ma'asir, Ma'asir, Mamash? Hey, what do you think? When we, we're talking about Ma'asir Shini also, do you think we're talking about Ma'asir? Mamash, actual fruit of Ma'asir Shini? Can't be, because the only way you can transfer Ma'asir Sheni is not to an animal. You can't transfer, you got to go to a coin. So therefore, must have been talking about when we said Ma'asir Sheni, you had the coins of Ma'asir Sheni. Just like you had the coins of Ma'asir Sheni, so you must have the coins of Shibirit. You have to have a picturesque coin, and then you collect the coins. It's until you gather the coins, and then the coins of Ma'asir Sheni. The money's of Ma'asir. So which means, uh, bottom line, the Vashir's interpretation is he restricts the Mahloket, Dafka to uh, the case of Perot uh, Sheni. However, Peri Rishon, everybody's going to hold that one. Dafka through Mecca. Mishnah continues. So originally, the Lulav was taken in the Mikdash for seven days. Okay. Okay, only Nifna Hashem Elohim in the Mikdash. Meaning outside the Beit HaMikdash, even in Yerushalayim, it was only taken one day. One day. The Mishnah continues, Yom Echad. So once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, Hitkin Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, Shiel Ulav Nita ben Medina, Shiva'a Zechel HaMikdash. So therefore, the Yohanan made a takanad, the Etra Hurban, that we take the Lulav for seven days, Zechel, to the way they did it in the Mikdash. And the Hadush even in the Medina, even outside of the Beit HaMikdash area. The second takanad, he said, Vishiyeh Yom Henef, what is Yom Hinef? That's the second day of Pesach. That's when they take the Qurban HaOmer. Okay? Now on that day that they bring the Qurban HaOmer, on the second day of Pesach, that's when all the uh, old crop becomes permissible to eat. So now Rashi tells us that what exactly his Takana was, Rashi. Yom Hinef, Yom Hinef actually is the waving, he's yeah. the wave, the Omer. Which is you're not gonna be able to eat the new crop the entire day. Which is until sunset of the sixteenth. Now when the better gas was around, whenever the time they bought it, uh, they bought it early in the morning, they were able to eat it in the morning. Because we have a stiran the Pesukim regarding the Omer. One Pasuk says, which means it's the pasuk until they bring it. Which means if they bring it in the morning, you can eat it in the morning. Because the Torah 
Now really, uh, when the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, according to the Torah law, yes. you're allowed to eat from the morning. Means right from sunrise you're allowed to eat. Etzem Yom Ezeh means from the beginning of the day, which is Da'enu He'ira Mizrah. And what position did they bring it? Yeah, in the beginning of the day, what did they bring it? And the time is about the Mikdash, so then you can't eat the new crop until they actually bring it. Until the day itself. And the Hadush of Rabbi Yohanan was, He said, No, the whole day is a Sunnah. The Gemara will explain why. Comes again and says, Minadlan de'avdinan zechel la'mikdash. Who says that you have to make a zechel la'mikdash? Did you tell me that what? That for the dulav they did seven days zechel la'mikdash. Right, Where do you see that you have to even make an anya for zechel la'mikdash? So the Gemara quotes a pasuk. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Amar Kerar pasuk in Yirmiya ki yale arucha lach umemakotayich erpaech no Hashem. God says I'm going to heal you. Because you were called a nidaha, you were called one that was rejected. Sion he regarding Sion, which is Jerusalem, it is to say Doresh en la. Nobody is seeking it. So the Gemara says Doresh en la. There's nobody seeking it. Mechlal de ba'yad derisha. Must be that they need seekers, and therefore, how do you seek Jerusalem? You do things to commemorate what they used to do in. Eretz Yisrael. So that's the source that you see. You have to do things zecher. That make that. You have to be doresh. You have to seek Eretz Yisrael. Now comes the Gemara and says, "Veshiye Yom Henef." Okay, he made the Yom Henef. They used to wave the Tenufas, the sixteenth of Nisan, which is the people cannot eat the new crop until the end of the day. This is Dafka talking after the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed. So Gemara says, "My Tama, what's the reason for the Yohana and Ben Zakai? Meira Yibane Bet Hamikdash, because we're concerned that what that Meira Yibane Bet Hamikdash, Bet Hamikdash is going to be built speedily in our day. The Yomeru, what are the people going to say? Eshtakad milo achanu beirim zrah. They're going to say, well, last year, we know on the 16th we ate in the morning. We ate first thing in the morning. We ate at sunrise. We ate the new crop. So we're going to follow last year's uh, precedence. Therefore, the, now the bed has to be built. They're going to follow last year's precedence. Eat the new crop in the morning. But now it's a problem. Because once it's a bed that you've got to wait until they actually bring the Qurban Ahomer. Because they don't know. There was no bed to Mikdash. That all you need is the sunrise. However, now the bed to Mikdash is not no more sunrise. Now you need the actual. So therefore, in order they shouldn't make a mistake, so the Bihanat, you know what? Nice. Now there's no better than Mikdash. It's a suit to eat the entire day. Finish so you won't have a problem in the subsequent year. So the Gibbana's all that offer. Well, give, give me the case. When are you concerned about that the Beit HaMikdash is going to be built? The Ibn Emat. Exactly. When are you worried that the Beit HaMikdash is going to be built? Yes. If you're worried about the Beit HaMikdash is going to come down on the 16th of Nisan. Which means if they, it comes down at 16, bottom line, once the morning comes, oh, it it's is. permissible. Oh. Which means, bottom line, once the morning comes, there's no better Mikdash yet. So that was Mutas. What's the mistake? Last year we ate uh, early in the morning. This year we can also eat in the morning. Which is if it comes from the 16th once daybreak starts and on, you have no problem. Daybreak is going to be permissible. Ela, you know, tell me why the Ibne Bahamisar. Honestly, tell me why that has to be built on the 15th. Okay, so on the 15th, 
Tishtari. Why do you have to sit the whole day? Which is, go, go till Hatsot. You should say, you know what? Till midday. Why? Because we have a Mishnah. People that were far away from Jerusalem, that really didn't know exactly when the grain brought the Omer, when were they allowed to eat from the new crop? From Hatsot. Because we have a cloud. Betin that's in charge of making sure that the Omer is broad. They're not lazy. So we know Hatsot is the... Cut off point. So therefore, Rabbi Yohanan is like, what are you making against it? What are you worried about? It's going to be beautiful for the 15th? Good. So we shouldn't treat uh, worse than the people that were far away. The latest that the Qurban could have been brought was what? Hatzot. Good. So therefore, Rabbi Yohanan should have made a takana that what? That now there's no better Mikdash, go to Hatzot. That should be the cut off point. So the concern was like this. The concern was like this. We're worried that it's going to be built at night. Which means, we're worried that it's going to be built. Whether did they bring the Qurban Omer? They brought the Qurban Omer on the 16th. Good. Now let's say it's the bit that will be built on the night of the 16th. The night before. night before. Now, what's going to happen is that they're not going to have enough time to do all the processes of the... Omer, because normally they would start from before, they would cut the Omer, there was a whole preparation, they had to uh, sift it like we learned 13 times in 13 different sifters, there was a whole uh, process like she will tell us in a moment. Now, if it's going to, basically that's going to happen at night, so the way they delayed, because now they're behind the eight point, they start doing everything now, so there's no way they're going to get it done by Hatzot, and therefore, so that's the concern, so therefore you're going to say, oh, Hatzot, that's the cutoff, what do you mean it's the cutoff, that's the cutoff when you had a bit of Mikdash. But if the Bezalel is going to be built, be it might be built at night, it's going to be behind schedule, the Qurban is not going to be brought till after Hatsot, yeah, they're yeah, going to eat after Hatsot, the the whole day is going to be Asur. The way that she learns, it doesn't have to be brought at night. Even if, it was, if the Bezalel was built close to Shikiyat Hama on the 15th, same point, which means it's close to Shikiyat, still you don't have enough time to make the entire preparations. Let's read the Rashi. Rashi says, uh, they're not going to be ready to cut the Omer till close to the next morning. They would dry, that to dry the wheat first or the barley. That they collected in order to, you know, uh, uh, let the water <coughs> drip off. They would have a special type of grinder. They were different to 13 uh, sieves. And then the, 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 the big ones, the small ones, the thin ones, fine. Here they weren't able to start early in the night. Lo yaspiku lakli. Yeah, lo yaspiku lakli ba lemachar kodem hatzot. Here, where they weren't able to start early, they're not going to be able to do it until hatzot. Ina me, ina me, continue Rashi. Debne b'hamisar. Okay, even it was built on the fifteenth. Samuk l'shkiat hama. Still, all right, close to sunset. It's the same point. With your bottom line, you're not going to have uh, enough time to do the omen. Now, she has a question. 
What are you talking about? The Beit Hamikdash cannot be built at night. Mm. Why? The Kaim Alam Bishvot the end Beit Binyan Beit Hamikdash by Laila. Beit Hamikdash cannot be built at night. Facts. Gemara and Shavuot. Tichtiv ubiyom hakim. So first of all, first question that she says. We talk about Laila. Laila is the time of Binyan Beit Hamikdash. Now, velo b'habisar. Furthermore, you tell me before sunset. That means it's going to be built on the fifteenth, right? Before sunset of the sixteenth. Okay. Correct? We can't be built. 15 is Yom Tov. Beit HaMidash cannot be built on Yom Tov. Shehu Yom Tov. The Kavanam Shavuot and Binyan Beit HaMikdash Dohei Yom Tov. So what are you talking about over here? So that she answers is a very famous answer. Hanimile Binyan Abanui Bine Adam. That's nice. talking about when human beings are going to be involved in the building. Haval Mikdash Sha'atid. The future third Beit HaMikdash Sha'alu Metzapin. Banui umshuklalu. It's, it's already built and fixed. It's done. Prefab. Yeah, yigalev yavom shamayim. It's going to appear and come down from the shamayim. Shneiman mikedash Adonai konenu yadekat. Konarei. It's prepared already. So then we have no problem. That was when you don't build the katayla at night. You don't dochei yom tov to build. It's going to fall down from the shamayim. So therefore, you have no problem to say it's going to be done at night. Mam bar Yitzchak Amar Aban Yohanan ben Zakai. Beshitat Rabbi Yehuda Amar. The Amar Minatorahu Asur. Which means like this the Amar Barisak comes along and says that Amar Rabbi Yohanan bin Zakai, this that Rabbi Yohanan bin Zakai said that what? That Yomenef is Kono Asur. Beshitat Rabbi Yehuda Amar. He said it. Like the Shita of Rabbi Yudan. Rabbi Yudan was a student of the student of Rabbi Yohanan. So he was a Talmud of the Talmudim of Rabbi Yohanan. But Rabbi Yudan was uh, very vocal about this halakha. So let's figure out what Rabbi Yudan said. Now whatever Rabbi Yudan said, that's what Rabbi Yohanan held. Because he was, he was saying it in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. Now what did Rabbi Yudan say? Be'amar minatorao da'asur. Oh, Rabbi Yudan said, no, no, no. This thing that we say, yom enif asur, it's not a gezerah, it's a sur min torah Why? Dikhti, because the Pasa says, Ad'etzim ayom azir. The Torah says that you're not allowed to eat the hadash, the new crop, until that day. So the way he learns, Ad'etzumo shil yom, right? Until the day itself of the 16th, Mekasavar, Ad'ad bichlam. And he holds the day, including the day. So therefore, this is already Yisut Torah. So what do you tell me the Banyo Haram bin Zakai made a Gizirah, Shayom and Efkola? So what are you talking about? Pasuk itself. This is a Pasuk itself as a Yudah quoted. Hold it. Did the Yudah follow the Yohanan bin Zakai? What are you talking about? He argued on the Yohanan. Because we have a Mishnah. Mishnah bin Zakai, Hitkin Rabban Yohanan bin Zakai, Shayom and Efkola Asur. Rabban Yohanan made a Takana. That's with Rabbanan. So Rabbi Yehuda says, "Wait, the halom and the Torah are asur." So Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, he didn't say to Rabbi Yehuda himself. He was regarding that opinion. We mean Rabbi Yehuda is making takanot. It's a sumer Torah. Techtiv adaitzem ayom azeirat et sumoshon yom. So the Gemara says, "No, no, no." Rabbi Yehuda, who dekatae ava, which is Rabbi Yehuda made a mistake. Who savar midrabanan kamar? He thought that Rabbi Yohanan was saying Mide Rabbanan Velohi Mide Oraita Kamar Rabbi Yohanan also held Mide Oraita Ve'ah Itkin Kamar But he must have said Itkin 
Etkin is Masra Midrabanan. My Etkin, Darash Vetkin. Which means all it means Etkin. Not that he made a Takana. He was Doresh the Pasuk. And as a result, he established that uh, the Torah's law is that you have to say Yom and is Kudu Asur. And therefore, Rabbi Yehuda misinterpreted Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan says, came along and says, Hitkin Takara. So Rabbi Yehuda says, what do you mean? Hitkin Takara. It's a Sudoraita. Rabbi Yehuda also says, it's a Sudoraita. What does it mean, Hitkin? Darash. He gave the Darashah of the Torah. And as a result of the Darashah, Hitkin, he established a Torah law that what? That indeed it's going to be a Surya. So that was really there wasn't a Drabanan. No, no. That, that was what there was Beta Mikdash. When there was a Beta Mikdash, the Rehokim were Asur until Chatzot. However, when there was no Beta Mikdash, the Torah says Etzim. Etzim is Adbar Bechlag, you have the whole day, therefore it comes out it's really Isur, Doraita. Now she says Vetkin, Darash, look at Darash Vetkin. Darash Mikra Ad Ad Bechlag, it was Doresh. Vetkin, if you should give him the whole Hadash Mahatzot, which is the Tikkun was he had to change what they were doing. Because as long as it was a Beta Mikdash, the people were going until Hatzot. And then after Hatzot, everybody was eating. So he said, okay, Rabotai, now there's no Beta Mikdash, there's a new rule over here. So Hitkin, meaning he had to change their practice based on the Dirashah that he made from the Pasuk. Right. Right? Because now, to be honest, it's the time of destruction. So then we changed their practice from Hatzot, Hitkin, from Hatzot to Lodai, based on the Dirashah from the Pasukim. Comes the next Mishnah. Yom Tov Harishon Shil Hag, Shehaliyot B'Shabbat. Okay, you have the, the first day of Sukkot that falls out on Shabbat. So later on we're going to say that Lulav is Dohei Shabbat. Before we get to the Gezerot, Lulav is going to be Dohei Shabbat. But you can't carry. So how are you going to get the Lulav to the Bet HaMikdash? Okay, so the Gemara says, Kol Ha'am Olichim Et Lulavin Lebet HaKeneset. Everybody would bring their uh, Lulav uh, to the Bet Keneset before, on Friday, before Shabbat. Lemachorat, the next day, Mashkimin, they would get up early, Ubain Kolehad Vehad, nobody would get up and go to the synagogue, Makir Echelo, they would recognize their own Nulav, you have to have your own Nulav, Venotlo, why do you have to recognize your own Nulav? Let them take uh, somebody else's. No, Mepnesha Amru Akamim, and Adam Yotse Yedo Hovato, Beyom Tovarishon, because we know on the first day, Kahtem Lachem, Bayon Rishon, the Mishnah goes out of its way to say they have to go identify their own Dulavim, because uh, otherwise you're not uh, Yotze. Okay. Ush'ad Yemotachag, now regarding the other days of the holiday, Adam Yotze Yedeh Chavato, Bulavosh Chavero. On the other days, you don't, you don't have to have your own Dulav, you can even be borrowed, for example. So comes the Mishnah, the Biyosei Omer, Yom Tovarishon Shulchag Chaliot B'Shabbat. First day is on Shabbat. V'Shachach. V'Otzit Tadolav V'Shut Tarabim. And you might by mistake, you carry the Dulav in the public domain. Patur. V'Pnesh Shotzi'o B'Rishut. You patur from a Korban. Why? Because bottom line, since you did it L'Shem Mitzvah, right, you had to, you, 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 you did it, you didn't have permission really, you weren't supposed to carry it, but the point is, you thought you were doing a Mitzvah. And since you were involved in doing a mitzvah, this opinion holds that the only time you have a 
korban is when you're doing it as a voluntary act. Yeah. But when you think you're doing a uh, mitzvah, this, so there's no hayyuvah. This is the Gemara will say. Okay, patur. Of course, he made the issue, but it's not being a korban. Look at Ashi. He shows you b'rishut mitzvah. What's the logic? Shayat tarud be mitzvah. The guy was preoccupied in doing the mitzvah. Um mehashiv. And he's thinking, he's ready to do the mitzvah. That's why he got so flustered in his preoccupation. Which you got involved in the karet. Indeed, you are patu from korban. Okay? Okay. So comes the Gemara. How do we know that a person is not Yotse on day one with the Lulav of his friend? Detanu Rabbanan. We have a Braita. Ulkahtem. Right? Pazul Ulkahtem. Shetehe lekiha. Biyad kol ehad veehad. So first of all, Ukatem says everybody has to take. You might have thought maybe Betty takes the lulav for the whole kahal. Right. First thing, Ukatem, it's got to be a public taking. Everybody's got to have their own lulav. Lachem, Mishel Lachem. That's what we know. It's got to be yours. Lachem, it's got to be yours. Leotzi tashaul v'tagazul. Right to exclude a borrowed lulav or stolen lulav. Mikara bruchakamim and adam yotzei yedei chovato beyom tov harishon shel chag bulavo shel chavero ela imkin natnu lo the matanalas he gives them as a gift. Once he gives them as a gift, he owns it. Okay, now umase berabban gemliyav rabbi yoshua rabbi lazar ben azariyav rabbi akiva shayu ba'in besfina they were coming on a boat. The Ban Gamliel was the only one on the boat that had a lulav. It was an expensive lulav. He paid a thousand zoos for it. It was the first day of Sukkot. The Ban Gamliel shook the lulav. He was Yotzebo. Then he gave it to Yoshua as a gift. And he returned it back to Rabban Gamliel. So the Gemara says, Well, he's got to return it. Which is, he gave it to him as a matana. What did he have to give it back to Rabban Gamliel for? Which means, uh, what's, what's the purpose? It's over. He did the mitzvah next. What does he say? And he returned it back to Rabban Gamliel. He doesn't have to give it back to Rabban Gamliel. It's a matana. I didn't say borrowed it. He gave the matana. What's a matana? A gift. He gifted it to the, to the first rabbi. He owns it. So the Gemara says, teaching you another halakha. By the way, matana, menat la'azir, shem me matana. He's teaching you a rule that a gift, that the one that's gifting it makes a condition that you have to return it after you finish is considered a matana. And that's why it's saying, even though they returned it back to the Ben Gamliel, it's, it's still his. Right. And therefore it's okay. You might have thought, hey listen, you gotta, you're got you taking it back. What kind of gift is that? You, 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 that's, uh, you don't own it, you got to give it back. No. Even though they gave it back to the Ben Gamliel at the end, 
still everybody was yotzeh, because right. bottom line, a matana al menat la'azir is considered a matana. That she says, Hakavash Malan, Terabang Gamliel al menat she'azeru lo natnu lahem. Afilo achia ve matana ad she'atzubo. It's a matana until they were yotzeh, and therefore it's good. Adama Rava. My guy says, here's the etrog I'm giving you, on the condition you give it back to me. The guy took the etrog, he was your he returns it, he's yotzeh. And the Gemara says, Lo aziro, lo yatsa. Because then you're a ganav. Because if you don't return, that was a condition I made with you. I'm giving you this a throg, but tana, I'm not yazir. If you don't give it back to me, it comes out retroactively the time you took it, you're a thief. And therefore you're not yotzeh, boy. Dafka, you have to return it back. Otherwise you're stealing the uh, throg. Now the Gemara says, Lama li le zuz. Now what is the germane to the story to tell me that Abba Gimel paid a thousand zoos for the, uh, for the lulav? What's the purpose of that? <laughs> to show us how much they endeared the mitzvot, which they were even willing to pay a thousand zoos for the mitzvah. So comes again and says, Amar leh mor bar amemor Mor bar amemor Abba, is my father, when he would pray the Amidah on Sukkot, he would hold the Lulav in the throat. Which means they loved the mitzvot so much, they wouldn't let it go. Even when they were praying the Amidah, he's holding the Lulav in the throat. That's she. Hava matzlebe. Kishayam et palel. Haya lulavo biyado mirov hibbato alav. He loved it so much. Haya et palel bo. So what are you talking about? We have a question. Lo yochaz adam tefillin biyado. When a person is praying the Amidah, he's not supposed to hold the tefillin in his hand. Vesefer Torah be'akon. No, he have a sefer Torah in his bosom when he's praying the Amidah. Vid palel. Why? Because he'll be preoccupied with the, 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 from dropping the sefer or dropping the tefillin. He's not going to have kavanah in the uh, Amidah. Right, right. Furthermore, velo yeshtin be'e ma'im. A person obviously should not hold the uh, tefillin when he's... Uh, being mashtin ma'im, velo yishan ba'im, lo shinat keba, velo shinat aray, nor when presents only the tefillin, should not sleep at all with them. Why? You worry the guy's sleeping is going to drop them. So the bottom line, the question is, how could you allow him to carry the lulav and the abidah? Right, so where are you going to drop the lulav and the tush? Right. Your mind's on the lulav and the tush, you're going to have the lulav and the prayer. The prayer. Let us see. Lo yuchaz adam yitpanil, mepnish shetarudu b'ma'ajabto, shelo yipehu b'yado, v'yitbazu, and they become uh, disgraced. V'ehend atom yishra'a v'tfilato. Lo yishan b'hem lo shat keo shat aray, shema yipehu b'yado. Right, you cannot sleep with the tefillin in your hand because you write it by drop. We learned above in the Masega, we're talking about sleeping with the tefillin means not sleeping when you're wearing it, when you're holding it. Then you cannot give it to you. Now, Shimon continues. Similarly, a person should not pray with a knife in his hand. Why? Because he's worried about the knife might fall and he's going to cut his leg. The ka'ara, or let's say a, uh, a ka'ara of, let's say, food filled with uh, stuff. Or kikar, a loaf of bread. Umarot, same thing, he's holding money in his hand. Your wife's going to spill, it's going it's to drop, and the money's going to scatter on the floor. Again, all these items over here are uh, items that are going to preoccupy him. The kabara, the So the kabara answers, why is Lulav different? 
Hakam lab mitzvah ninu v'tarid bihu. There, all the items he's holding, it's not a mitzvah. Right. And therefore, he's going to be preoccupied. Hakam mitzvah ninu v'lo tarid bihu. Here, it is a mitzvah. Tadudu lab mitzvah is a mitzvah. Therefore, he's not going to be preoccupied. What does this mean? Nashi. Lab mitzvah ninu v'lo azan. It's not a mitzvah. I told you to feed him on a knife during the Amidah. V'ad ben alin l'masah. Therefore, it's a bird and he's carrying it. Lefichak tarud l'masaham. That's already a hassle. The guy's holding these items over here. It's not a mandatory thing, so he's preoccupied. Mm-hmm. Now, which is when the guy's doing the mitzvah, he's in a different frame of mind, which means, on the contrary, he's happy. He's happy to hold the Yilunah, and it gives him more Kavanah, I mean, he's able to have the right Kavanah. It's not a burden to him, it's a pleasure. She's, if one the guy's carrying a, a knife, so now you don't want to be carrying the knife in the first place. Right? So now everybody's got all the knives, mine's on the knife. It's the takeaway from his Amidah. But you carry something that he wants to carry. So therefore it's like, uh, it would be similar, like, if a guy's carrying a, a mahzor or a sidur during the Amidah. They were here, he's carrying, the word's going to drop. What do you mean, the mahzor itself is going to hit you? I can read the words. So they say the same thing, when you're having a lulav, and if it's by your hand, he's excited. Therefore, I don't know why he prays with more kebana, because he's holding the mitzvah. That's the way the mitzvah wants to understand uh, that Rashi's saying over here. That on the contrary, when you're doing the mitzvah, the habibut of the mitzvah is going to give him the kebana. So comes the Gemara and says, Tanya, we have a Braita. Rabbi Azar Bar Tzadokomer, Kaakayam in Agan Shlanche Yerushalayim. This was the custom of the people of Yerushalayim. Adam Yotzebe Beto, Velulavo Biedo. At Sukkot, he leaves his house, he's got a Dulav in his hand. Holech Levete Keneset, Velulavo Biedo. Kore Kiriat Shema, Mitpalel, Velulavo Biedo. Now when we read the Torah, now there we have to put it down. Because when you read the Torah, you have to take the Torah and open it up and read. So you cannot be doing two things at one time. Or when he was making Mirkat Kohanim, so he lifted his hands, temporarily he placed it on the ground, and then after he would finish, he would pick it up again. Now she says, He would be rolling the Sefer Torah and opening it up. Now, if he went, let's say, to visit the sick people on the holiday, or to console the mourners, he would carry the lulav in his hand. Now, even though there's no mourning on the holiday, if somebody, somebody passed away on the holiday itself, so they would go visit them on the holiday, just as if even though they don't start sitting until after the holiday, they would visit them, to keep them company. So everybody, when they would go to make social visits, everybody had the lulav and the throg in their hands. When we came to the Beit Midrash, now already he cannot hold it when he's learning. Why? Because in the intent of the learning, he's going to drop it. He's going to get preoccupied in the in the in the learning. So what would he do? He would give his lulav to his son or to his servant or to his shaliyah to go bring it home. 
Why would he put it on the floor? Because in the bed he's going to stay for a long time. So would that be derech eretz to leave the lulav on the floor for a long time? So therefore, when he's going to sit and learn, I go take it home and we go pick it up after. My kavashmalan. What's the hadush of uh, all this uh, story over here? The achah kam ma'yuzir isimim mitzvot. Show you how zealous they were, how much they loved the mitzvot. They would always, they didn't want to put down the lulav and the trog the entire day. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen.